Hey, little buddies, it's Uncle Rick coming to you from the Uncle Rick Audiobook Club. Two great audiobooks for kids, only $10 a month. UncleRickAudios.com. Today we're reading about Molly Pitcher and her brave deed. Molly Pitcher is a lady I heard about when I was still a small boy 60 years ago. And you are going to really enjoy this one. It's about the American War of Independence. Uncle Frank, said Elsie, Mabel and I would like you to tell us about Molly Pitcher. We read something about her in a newspaper the other day, but we don't know the whole story. Please tell us. I'd like to know it too, said James. Who was she? And what did she do? Well, I'll tell you, said Uncle Frank, and you'll be interested, I'm sure, because it's the story of a very brave woman. You see, it was the custom during the American Revolution for women, generally wives of private soldiers, to follow the armies into the field as laundry women and cooks. The records of Sir Henry Clinton's English army show this fact, and to some extent, this was true of the Americans. Every regiment had women who did duty in laundering for the officers and had quarters assigned them in wagons to carry them from place to place. The records of the Battle of Monmouth show that these camp followers of Sir Henry's army were sent from Philadelphia around the Delaware Bay to New York in ships or transports. In Washington's army, the same custom was followed. There were doubtless a number of women who followed Washington to Monmouth and so on to New Brunswick and who, after the war, settled here and there throughout the country. Now, Molly Pitcher's right name was Mary Ludwig. She was the daughter of John George Ludwig and was born on October 13, 1744. She was employed as a domestic at Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Hey, I've been to Carlisle, Pennsylvania. I spoke at a homeschool conference there one time. In the family of General William Irvin, she was married to John Hayes, a barber, July the 24th, 1769. He enlisted in Proctor's 1st Pennsylvania Artillery and was followed by his wife. No account of the Battle of Monmouth is complete without this story of Molly Pitcher. Some years ago, the people of New Jersey built a monument on the field where the battle was fought. On this monument, several scenes are pictured in what we might call bronze reliefs. The pictures are such as you might draw with your pencil on paper, only they're in bronze so they don't fade or wear out. The fact that Molly's remembered on this monument shows that she did something worthy of honor. As the story goes, she was a powerful woman, dressed in the skirts of her own sex, the coat of an artilleryman, cocked hat with a feather. She must have looked very gay, said James, and what a strange thing for a woman to take the place of a soldier and go into battle. Yep, said Uncle Frank, that is the strange thing about it. The Battle of Monmouth was fought on June 28, 1778. General Washington was the commander on the American side and General Clinton on the other. Before the real battle commenced, one American battery and another English that were not very far from each other began a hot fire. Molly's husband was connected with the American battery and was helping to serve the guns. The day was very warm, and he and the other artillerymen suffered very much from thirst. Molly was not far away watching the fight. She saw that the men were thirsty, and obtaining a bucket, she began to bring water for them from a neighboring spring. While thus engaged, she saw her husband fall. She ran to his aid, but he was dead when she reached him. Just then, poor Molly heard the officer order the gun removed, because, as he said, he could not fill the post with so brave a man as he had lost. Well, Molly's patriotism got the better of her fear, and facing the officer, she asked to be allowed to take her husband's place. 
Her request was granted, and she handled the gun with such skill and courage that all who saw her were filled with admiration. She was a very brave woman, said Mabel. What do you think you would have done, Elsie, if you had been there? Oh, I doubt, said Elsie, if I would have had such courage as Molly had. But I presume that if James were to have such a chance to show his bravery, he would step right up and help man the guns. Indeed I would, said James, straightening himself up to his full height, and looking as much like a soldier as any boy could. I was going to tell you, said Uncle Frank, that the attention of General Washington was called to Molly's brave act, and it has been said that he gave her the rank of sergeant, and she was granted half pay during life. She was known afterward as Captain Molly. Her story is certainly a very thrilling one, and such as we seldom read in history. Men, you know, are expected to do the fighting, and women to do the nursing. Although I have told you Molly's story, I'll read to you an account of her bravery that I happen to have here. It's much the same as what I've narrated, but may bring out some points I forgot. This particular incident of the Battle of Monmouth, in which Molly made such a name for herself, may be described as follows. The enemy, having attacked Livingston's and Varnum's brigade, which lined a hedgerow across an open field, some American artillery took post on a knoll in the rear of this fence. But the British cavalry and a large body of infantry, skilled in the use of the bayonet, charging upon the Americans, broke their ranks. It was during this part of the action that Molly displayed great courage and presence of mind. While her husband was managing one of the field pieces, she constantly brought him water from a spring nearby. A shot from the enemy killed him at his post, and the officer in command, having no man able to fill his place, ordered the piece to be withdrawn. Molly saw her husband fall as she came from the spring and also heard the order. She dropped her bucket, seized the rammer, and vowed that she would fill the place of her husband at the gun and avenge his death. She performed the duty with a skill and courage which attracted the attention of all who saw her. On the following morning, covered with dirt and blood, General Green presented her to Washington, who, admiring her bravery, conferred upon her the commission of sergeant. The French officers, charmed by the story of her bravery, made her many presents. She would sometimes pass along the French lines with her cocked hat and get it almost filled with crowns. That's British money or French. Some years after the thrilling incident at Monmouth, she married George Macaulay, another soldier. This name is also written Macaulay, C-A-U-L-E-Y, and that's the way it appears on Molly's tombstone. She lived for many years at the Carlisle Barracks after the Revolution, cooking and washing for the soldiers. After that, she kept a small store in Carlisle. Bold Molly of Monmouth's home was for years one of the showplaces of Carlisle, and it really seems a pity that the time has at last come when this relic of one of the most famous characters of the Revolutionary War had to be torn down. In the cemetery left to the city by William Penn, Molly Pitcher's monument is to be seen among the graves of the old inhabitants, bearing the following inscription, Molly and Macaulay, renowned in history as Molly Pitcher, the heroine of Monmouth died January 22, 1823, aged 79 years. Erected by the citizens of Cumberland County, July the 4th, 1876. Well, 4th of July would be a good day to erect a monument to a Revolutionary War heroine. And yes, I do say hero and heroine because I want to 
give women the honor they deserve. They are heroines, not heroes. Anyway, 4th of July, what a great day to have a memorial raised for a brave person who served her country faithfully and bravely. And I hope we will all do that. So, as I sign off for today, little buddies, I will remind you once again, as I hope I always will, always put God first in your life. Be a patriotic American and honor your father and mother. God bless.